Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. We're now 33 games into the season and things haven't turned around. I'll tell you if I think they can ride the ship. You're listening to Redbird Review. Ten and twenty-three. Let that sink in. That number also has added significance. It gives them the worst record in the NL and third worst in all of baseball behind only the Royals and the A's. Yep, right behind the A's who are moving to another state. They're so bad they're moving states, and that's the company the Cardinals are keeping right now. That also gives us Missourians two of the three worst teams in MLB. Don't meet your heroes, right? It has been 50 years since they've started off this bad. The last time was in 1973, where they were 8-23 to start the year. And in case you're wondering, they finished that year 81-81, which was good for second place in the NL East, behind only the Mets. And aren't we thankful they aren't in the current NL East with the Braves and the Mets, Phillies even. In their last 10 games, they're 1-9, and and that includes sweeps by the Dodgers and the Angels. Last night, they dropped the opener against the Tigers, meaning they've now failed to win the first game of every series they've played to this point. That is insanely difficult to do. I think of all the stats I can give you and a breakdown of everything that has kind of gone against them, that is the one thing that is just shocking. You would think they would somehow stumble into a win in one of those games, but... So far now, they've they've played 11 series, and they've lost every single first game of the series. That's mind-boggling. And last night, they had the lead late into the game. The game was at home. They bring in Jordan Hicks, and he just imploded and forfeited the lead. Couldn't throw strikes. That's a problem he has seemingly almost every time he comes out. I just don't know. I don't know where to go with him other than just moving on from him at this point. I I don't know if sending him down is the right call or if they just need to completely part ways, but I think the Jordan Hicks experiment is over. They've He's a failed starter. He had times of being a solid reliever, but he just can't throw strikes. He has so much movement on all of his pitches that he doesn't know any more than you or I do where it's going, it seems like. And that's there's just no room for that in this bullpen. 
And after that happened, a little bit later on, Ollie got tossed and you could hear fans very clearly booing the Cardinals. And this game, like I said, was at Bush Stadium. When's the last time you can remember fans booing the team like that? That's very telling. It it shows you exactly where the team is at, where the fan base is at as far as patience or lack of. And I'll, I'll tell you too, I mean, every day at work, everyone knows I'm a huge Cardinals fan. And there's just not a whole lot to be said. I, I have a lot of people asking what I think the issue is. And I really don't know other than I think it's a chemistry issue. And like I've said in, in the past, I think... This is, it's only showing more and more how important Yachty was in ways that you can't directly measure. And I think his, his loss is being felt so deeply right now. And I think that's probably the prevailing factor in all of this. I, I really do believe that. I think not having that leader out there and somebody who makes the pitching staff look so much better than they really are showing up now. Speaking of Ollie, is it time to move on from manager Ollie Marmol? This is probably the most talked about factor of the team right now, and I think it's safe to say the majority of fans feel this start to the season warrants a change in leadership. From what I gather talking to to most fans, that's where everyone's head is at right now. It's Kind of getting to the point where we're we're saying, okay, it's not it's not that early anymore, and this might actually be the the type of the team we're going to see the rest of the year. And to to go from a team that won ninety ninety two ninety three games last season to this is just hard to it's hard to to know exactly how they went so wrong, and I think that's probably the most frustrating thing for most of us is we had such high hopes for the team and not only are they not going to reach that they they went in the completely wrong direction they did they did a 180 and let's not forget the very public drama earlier this season with Tyler O'Neill we've talked about it before but in case you did miss it he had a play against the Braves earlier on where he was eventually thrown out at home plate. He was he was rounding third base and didn't really look like he was running at top speed, at least for him. And, you know, he, he's one of the fastest guys in the major leagues. So it, it, his, his slow is still above average, but you expect, you expect him to, to be running his hardest. You expect that of all the players, but uh, it was probably a questionable, questionable call to send him to begin with, but he was thrown out by Ronald Acuna Jr., who has a cannon of an arm and is very accurate. So I, I put just as much blame on a bad decision to send him than anything. But still, uh, after after all of that, Ollie asked if he was hurt, and he said no. And he decided to then handle it very publicly in the media by saying that he he didn't think he was hustling and he is not okay with that kind of effort. And he's done it in the past. He did it with Harrison Bader. Harrison Bader is no longer with the organization. 
So not necessarily the reason why he they moved on from him, but it probably contributes. And and so then you kind of wonder with with that being the start of of some of the drama is that is that making him more likely to be moved at some point? And along those lines too, it, it kind of seems like Ollie has lost the clubhouse right now. It, they just look deflated out there and the team has about the same vibe as a funeral home. It's just, it's getting hard to watch, to be honest. And really, it's hard to diagnose the problem, too, because one game they have plenty of offense, but the starting pitching is awful. Another game, the starting pitching does well and keeps them in the game, but the offense is invisible. And then they have another game where both of those are fine, but then their bullpen blows it. And we saw that last night. It's just, it's always something going wrong for the team. They never... They never seem to have complete wins or complete performances even. And where do you start with that? How do you how do you correct a problem like that that changes almost every night? And I don't I don't know if it's a mentality issue or what, but baseball is definitely such a such a confidence heavy sport and you you ride momentum a lot in in all sports but when you're going bad like this it has a tendency to snowball and especially with somebody who's who's maybe not right for a leadership role they they just can't seem to stop that that free fall of the team and and it compounds and then and it becomes a, a whole season of that and i think that's my fear with this team is they obviously have way more talent than we're seeing with that record. And I, I really don't think that type of poor production is going to last. I think they're going to they'll at least be a 500 team this year. Not that that's something to celebrate, but it's a lot better than 10 and 23. But they're, they're going to have to start making some changes pretty quickly or else that's going to end up being just a pipe dream at this point. And if they do move on from Ollie, moves like that have panned out before. Look no further than last year when the Phillies got off to an awful start. They fired manager Joe Girardi and then nearly won the World Series. And that was something too. Some of those players very publicly came out and said they felt like a change was needed. They felt like some of the right players to help them win weren't weren't able to contribute because they weren't in the lineup every day. Of course, that's all of this is really easy to say. It's it's easy as a fan to say, you know what, let's let's just get rid of the manager. It's their fault the team's not playing well. It can be an important part, for sure. But at the end of the day, let's let's remember too, these guys are professional athletes being paid to play at a high level and they're not. So some of the blame rests squarely on them as well. And I I say this, I'm going to give you a disclaimer before I say all of this. Nolan Arenado is one of my favorite players in all of Major League Baseball. When the cards got him, I was ecstatic. He's a future Hall of Famer. One of the best third basemen I've ever seen. 
and we had Scott Rowland, so I think we can all appreciate what exactly he's doing. But he is not producing at all. At all. He I don't know what is going on there, but he is ice cold. And struggles are gonna happen, so I can I can be okay with that because he's gonna come out of it and he's gonna he's gonna wind up with typical Nolan stats for the year. He's gonna have about a hundred RBIs, probably close to thirty home runs, but He's he's got to turn it around because you can't have one of your two best players playing like that. And I think a lot of the again blame is kind of a, a strong word here, but a lot of the responsibility is is right there as far as why they're they're not able to win. If you're not getting production from guys that you pencil in to be a, a very consistent contributor gonna you're gonna have a hard time do i think ownership will fire ollie the short answer no i don't if they did it would tell everyone in the world they don't have the slightest idea what they're doing because he was their guy they had mike schilt in there that was kind of an interesting situation he he had that historic win streak got into the wild card game and they nearly took down the Dodgers. They lost on the the heartbreaking Alex Reyes walk-off home run pitch to Chris Taylor. But they were, you know, they were so close they were a run away from winning that game and they had several times they had a guy at third base and so they were nearly a team that moved on past that round even. And as we know, that's the the fabled round that they seem to always get to now. But when he was let go after that season, it was definitely something that raised some eyebrows and it really seemingly made no sense at all. Uh, Apparently though, the reason behind his firing was his desire to do things his own way and not buy into analytics like the organization wanted. And to me, I think that was the Cardinals realizing they were a little bit behind the times. I I think they tend, Missouri tends to be that way and the Midwest tends to be that way. Just like no matter what it is you're talking about, we kind of get things last. New music, we get last. Movies, we get last. A lot of the trends that are no longer popular in a lot of the places you guys are listening to this are are still popular here and it and it takes longer so if if we go outside of this area and we say certain things people kind of laugh because it's like wow i hadn't heard that in a while but it's it's just a thing It, it really is but i think they they decided they really wanted to to go in on the analytic bus and he just wasn't, he was more of an old school guy. He wanted to go more by feel and his intuition than anything. I don't fault him at all for that. I think it's important to to be true to ourselves and and do things our own way and pave our own path. But if you're not going to do what your employer wants, you're also not, you shouldn't be surprised if they fire you either. So then they, they bring in Ollie, which to me was a... a definite eyebrow raiser because why in the world would you bring in 
a guy who was on the same coaching staff as the guy you just canned and then think something is going to be heads and shoulders different. I, I That to me makes no sense at all. But when they announced that move, uh, that, that was pretty much my first reaction was confusion. But he he does seem to to be on board with their methodology and their and their goals. It just right now doesn't seem to be working. But no, I I also don't think we're gonna see John Mozeliak get canned either, because he's doing exactly what ownership wants. He's operating on the cheap and he's being a yes man. So I would say like them or not. Definitely get comfortable, at least for the short term, with both of those guys being in the organization, at least until the end of the season is is probably what we're looking at there. In other news, there are some trade rumors swirling around the team, and ever since the Tyler O'Neill drama, it seems like trade talks have only gained momentum. I think he was already he was already somebody who was more talked about than a lot of other players because of his up and down nature of his performance and his high ceiling, but kind of low floor performance wise as well. He plays a position that the Cardinals are, are loaded down with. We know, we know all about that. So you're going to, it would make sense if you trade from your surplus and, and he is part of that. So Several sources speculate the team is shopping him around with teams including like including the Yankees and the Marlins. The Marlins are somebody somebody who give give us fans some some acid reflux a little bit. We've had a lot of a lot of rumors over the years, especially recent years. Uh, there was there was the Christian Yelich saga. Cardinals wanted him. He was their first choice. They didn't get him. So then they moved on to John Carlos Stanton. He blocked the trade because he did not want to be in St. Louis. And so their their third choice was Marcelo Zuna. We we won't have to rehash that too much. We all know how that turned out and what it cost the team. It cost you a perennial Cy Young contender contender, and somebody who would be greatly needed right now in, in the team. And they also lost Zach Gallen as, as part of another deal. So, and then, then over the off season, we had the Pablo Lopez potentials trade or signing, and he obviously didn't end up a Cardinal and he's, He's now pitching well, so we, you know, we probably could have used him too. But regardless, a lot of history with the Marlins trade wise, and I, I think a lot of us are are a little bit nervous in in that regard. But I think, as we talked about a little bit in the off season when Pablo was on the block, it really. They make sense because they have a lot of good starting pitching. They have an excess of that, but they have very little offense. The Cardinals have potentially some some significant in- contributors that they could trade away and, and really not miss. And I 
I hate to say it, but I think Tyler O'Neill fits that bill. I think he's that guy at this point. But another guy who's been rumored is Tommy Edmond. He's he's rumored to be available. That doesn't necessarily mean they're in inviting teams to to check in on him, but I think that'd be a really bad idea to deal him. He just does so many things well. He is one of their to this point this this season he's one of their most successful offensive players, most productive players. He adds value on both sides of the ball. He plays the cardinal way in which the organization really values. He's he just seems to be everything you want in a player. So I think giving giving up somebody like him is a mistake cuz you look below him and Mason Wynn looked like he was ready to go and and just dominate after spring training and that's really not happening right now so he's he's not ready so if you deal Edmund you are signing up for more Paul DeYoung you're probably you're probably going to at that point try to extend him if he's their only option and oh any anyway moving on moving on I just I really think that would be a mistake to deal Tommy Edmonds. So I think the likelihood of that happening is is very low. It could happen, but it's along the lines of it it could happen where somebody walks up and hands me a set of keys to a new car. I just it's probably not going to happen. But I think with every loss we are more likely to see a trade and they'll probably make that trade before the deadline to avoid any inflation that comes with that every year. And I think that is where we'll end it for today. Thank you all for listening. I I really appreciate all my listeners out there. I I track everything and I, I get to see where people are, are tuning in from. And that's really cool to see people around the country and around the world are, are all listening to this show. So thank you. I appreciate your support. Make sure you hit subscribe to stay updated and shout out to the dedicated listeners sticking it out this year. You are very loyal fans and you need to be rewarded with some better baseball for sure. The Cardinals may be challenging our fanhood, but at least it's still baseball season. Go Cards.